Hello everyone and welcome to Activism Through Art. Welcome to the second episode of Activism Through Art. I'm your host, Alyssa Lake, and today I have the talented Tunsu Philip. She is a model, actress, and screenwriter while also being the co-founder of Viva La Boba, a small business here in San Bernardino. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so hi, Tunsu. I just want to know to kind of start out, you know, like what was your life growing up? Good question. So I was, uh, even though I'm fully Indian, I was actually born in Kuwait in the Middle East and most of my family like lived there when I was growing up. So when I was two months old, I moved to England. I lived there for six years all over the place because my parents are physicians. Then we moved to America in 2002. I lived in, in the Bay Area for four years, upstate New York for one year. And I've been in Redlands in the Inland Empire since 2008, except when I uh, went to college in Orange County for four years and did a semester abroad at Chapman, a little bit of time in San Francisco and LA, but I am now back in my hometown. Um, and during the summers, I would go back often to Kuwait more than India uh, for like summer vacation and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, that was my life. So it was a lot of traveling growing up, a lot of living in uh, different households, um, but I'm grateful. I think it made me the person I am today. That sounds cool to be traveling around everywhere. You've seen a lot of places. <laughs> I have. Yeah, it's been cool. So it was it was stressful at times, but I think it was better to have done it when I was a kid and like didn't really know what was going on and just thought it was normal. Then now I think I would have been like, it's too much. But, <laughs> um, but I, I get it. And I was raised um, by a single mom and I have a little brother and a dog. He recently passed away, but I grew up with a Shih Tzu named Maximus. And that was that's basically my life. Uh, so you were moving around a lot. Did that affect like how you made friends and stuff? That's a really good question. Yes, it did. I think to this day, I'm very good at meeting people and talking to people and making friends because I was like, I, I've always had to because I would spend like six months at a school and then move to another one and then spend a year there and move to another school or another state or country. So uh, yes, it, I think um it's really given me a lot of social skills that I'm grateful for. I've never found it difficult to make friends or meet new people. Yeah, I don't find that either, but I think that's just my personality. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like uh -huh. just outgoing, like, just talk to me. <laughs> exactly, yes. So you're a model, actor, a screenwriter, and the founder of Viva La Boba. So yeah. you're a quadruple threat here. <laughs> um, Thank you. What made you decide to do all of those? So it just kind of, I fell, I feel like I fell into most of the different things. So I went to film school um, and I studied television and broadcast journalism. So I was definitely like in the world of the entertainment industry for, for a while. And then I worked in casting after, and I didn't like casting, even though I did speech and debate and theater in high school and I knew I was a good actor, for some reason I didn't like take it seriously as a career choice until recently. I would say it's been about a year and a half of me pursuing acting. And that was just on a whim of being like, well, I know how the casting process is. What would it be like to actually try and be in front of the camera? And it's been a, a long and intense journey and it's a way more no's than yeses. Um, but I like, but I like it. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm learning a lot. I want to take more classes. I'm like nowhere near professional level yet, but I'm definitely trying. That's how I got into acting. Um, modeling, I was a fit model at first excuse me, just had breakfast. Um, I was a fit model at first, a fit model 
is like a model who does photographs, except you're used more as like a mannequin. So like you're called in, you have a few clients and they call you in often, sometimes like a few times a month just to try on clothes and then remeasure them and that sort of thing. The goal being they want to make sure clothes fit properly based on what your size is before they make a million garments. And so I was doing fit modeling for a company called Hot Lava for a while. And um, they asked me one day what if I'd ever be interested in doing in in front of the camera kind of work, like actually take photos. And I was, I tried it out and I loved it. And so after that, I also started pursuing uh, modeling in addition to fit modeling. That's been really fun. It's just a, a cool thing to do. Uh, screenwriting. I um, also, I think it's very normal for actors who are trying out acting and auditioning to also want to screenwrite. And so I wrote a pilot. It went pretty, pretty far. I got, I got, um, I made it to the semifinals of a screenwriting competition. And so that motivated me to like write another one and take another class. And with Viva, I opened it because my boyfriend and I, when we first started dating, he lived in San Bernardino. When we wanted Boba, we had to go like all the way to Loma Linda, Riverside sometimes just to find a place. So we were like, what if we just opened a place of our own in San Bernardino? Like they, they should have one. And that's how it all continued. Wow. That's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That must have been like a fun journey, just like going through all this stuff. And I, I really kind of admire how you didn't really just pick one thing and stuck with it. Like you took all of your different stuff and you enjoyed all of them. So you kept going with them and you kept pursuing them. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you saying that because I was always kind of not, I felt like a lot of like criticism sometimes from like my mom or people that like, maybe it's better to just focus on one thing, but I've, I, I don't know. I've never felt like there's, I've even thought about it. Is there anything I want to give up that I should sacrifice so I can spend more time on another? And there's not every time I think of it, I'm like, well, I don't want to give any of any of the things up and I think it's okay and we should normalize people having varied interests and wanting to do different things in their life instead of just committing to one thing and hoping that you love it for the rest of your life you know that's a lot of uh, a lot of pressure and I recently read this so I wanted to share it with you you know that phrase jack of all trades master of none yeah <laughs> so it's kind of insinuating like if you do everything you're not good at just one thing so I learned recently there is supposedly a full quotation and that's not the full quotation. And I just pulled it up. Let me see if I can find it. So it's, it's Jack of all trades, master of none, though oftentimes better than master of one. So it actually is in favor of people who like to do different things and are jacks of all trades. You actually can be, you know, good and, and better sometimes than someone who just focused on doing one thing because they thought that's how they had to live their life. Yeah, I heard about that one. And I think that bringing that quote up to life really helps a lot of people because I think a lot of people struggle with that, with feeling so pressured to having to pick one thing to focus on when, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can, whatever makes you happy in that sense. That's yes, I agree. Do. My message for anyone is like, if you want to do it all, you can do it all. Don't feel like you have to sacrifice too much. <laughs> So did you enjoy doing like theater in high school? Was it like kind of your scene? Yeah. So actually I love theater, but I only did it for one year. Um, I went to Redlands High School and I'm happy to say on record that they definitely had a like messed up theater program and they did <laughs> a lot of like weird hierarchy stuff and there ended up being scandals. So actually I'm glad I only did it one year. The other three years I did speech and debate and that was definitely my scene. I, that's when I learned I was really good at performing. 
I did humorous interpretation, which is kind of like stand-up comedy sometimes. Um, and I went to state all three years and national my, nationals my senior year. Yeah, because I go to Cajon and I do theater. I have a, a class and I do after school. So That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So I really enjoy doing it. We actually have our uh, musical coming up that I... Uh, well, actually, we wrote it and I got to help write it. I was a part of um, the script development. So I helped write some lines and some songs. That and... is awesome. That's huge. I wish I did something like that in high school. That's a really unique opportunity. Yeah, it felt awesome <laughs> good good that's really cool um so how did you kind of get into like activism because you know activism through art <laughs> how'd you get into it so viva la boba opening the shop was a great catalyst for me to get involved with the local community in the past growing up like i did what i could but i never like i volunteered and i did like that kind of thing but i never felt necessarily connected to the communities that i was helping and once we opened viva i, I felt like i had a way to improve and connect with the community that I didn't have before. And that's as simple as just meeting our customers every day and talking to the to our customers who are 90% of the time from San Bernardino, usually within a five mile radius. And getting to know about them and what they wanna see in the community and what we can change or what we can help with, that sort of thing. I said, I felt like, okay, I, I have a means to actually help people. And that also includes hosting events and not just like trash pickup events, but also like community art events. And we work closely with a little gallery of San Bernardino um, to make sure that events are accessible for people. We do a lot of advertising for businesses and small businesses and pop-up shops, that sort of thing. We just, uh, I just feel that Viva La Boba has been such a huge part of being able to create change. Whereas I have, I had a lot less power it felt like as an individual to do anything whereas having the viva brand like really brings a lot of pull and thus makes it easier to help yeah i think it definitely brings people together i know my parents and my sister and me all love going oh, and just talking you. with the people <laughs> thank you i appreciate that yeah we we i don't think have one unfriendly barista like i love our whole team <laughs> So do you think that you guys have like one social problem that like you as a brand work on together or do you think you try to focus on like whatever you can? We try and focus on whatever we can. There's not like any one uh, cause that we necessarily stand behind and support. Any way that we could be of assistance for people, we help. So like we repost GoFundMes for like people who need help that way, but we also help with local community trash cleanups as well as community art walks and local events for small businesses so basically wherever we need it and wherever we can help we're done yeah that's really cool i would love to be a part of something with you guys like that yes please we're always posting <laughs> our uh, volunteer opportunities on instagram so as long as you're following us which you are then you're good to go all right i'll definitely have to check it out <laughs> so um you know, do you have anyone or even just like anything that kind of inspires you or when you feel like you want to give up or something, something that pushes you to go forward and move and push past that? Yeah. I'd say my biggest inspiration is my boyfriend, who's also the co-founder of Viva La Boba. He like, he has really shown me, he was way into the whole starting your own business thing before me. He was in real estate when he was still at Cal State San Bernardino and he had like just turned 18 and started his own business and is essentially self-taught 
And so he's my biggest inspiration whenever I'm like, this is never going to work or this is like the end of the road for us. Like I, I can get really pessimistic sometimes because I'm just like so scared about the future of Viva and owning a small business. It's a lot of pressure. And he just doesn't really seem deterred. He's like, it's all good. We'll figure it out together. So for his sake, I always feel very inspired to just keep going knowing that no matter what, we can figure it out together. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> You're gonna be yeah, he's right here listening. That's why I, I chose him, but yes. Well, then tell him I said thank you for keeping you motivated. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I noticed that you have a, a tattoo on your, I think your ring finger. From oh, yes. Yeah. I have a couple. I have a Gemini tattoo, which is not that meaningful, but this one's a lot more girl power. Yes. Yeah, I really, and I think that's so cool. Can you tell me why you Thank chose you. to get it like there? And yes, I'm so glad you noticed that it's like on my <laughs> ring finger. It's kind of symbolic because my whole thing is I love my boyfriend. We've been together forever, like, and we will be, but I'm kind of like anti-marriage. I've been putting off like having a wedding and getting married. I'm just like not really into the, the concept or whatever. And I think it's fine to commit to someone without having to marry them. If anything, I would love a tax break. So maybe I'll do it. But um, <laughs> I figured if I get a wedding finger or sorry, a wedding ring on this finger, my ring finger on your left hand, traditionally, I always, I also want to be reminded that like, I'm a powerful woman by myself on my other finger, the ring finger of my right hand, like no matter what, I can always depend on myself and sisterhood and the power of women. I really think we're going to run the world one day. Like I genuinely believe that. And so even if I do choose to get married, like no matter what, um, I, I, it's all on the foundation of feminism and doing what you want as a woman. I love that. That is definitely inspiring. And I think that a lot of women need to know that, you know, it's okay to not want to get married or not to want not to have kids. kids. Right. That's all yeah. totally fine. Or yeah. Or to just like do your own thing. Like there's no right way to live your life. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like, there's no right man that'll come along and change that. It's right. Yeah. It's all <laughs> in you. Like if you're looking for happiness, you're not going to find it in somebody else. That's within you. Yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone, you know, who's in a stage where, you know, they feel like they can't push forward or something, they're going through something that's like they're struggling a lot, you know, do you have some advice that could kind of help them? Sure. So like some general advice is know that this, this doesn't have to be like a forever thing. When I was, I've, I've been through my fair share of stuff. Um, I was on antidepressants for four years. I only recently got off. I was in therapy. I think during the worst of it, I kept telling, or I was, I kept feeling like this is the rest of my life. I'm always going to feel bad. I'm always going to be depressed. There is no end. My advice is to remind yourself that nothing is forever. And even if you're going through a really hard time, it's temporary. That might feel like a long temporary can still be like a couple years or four years in my case, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep going. But I also know that's easier said than done, especially if you're really struggling. I recommend professional help. Like, like, seriously, I think a lot of people are sleeping on therapy, not so much these days, which I'm happy to see. And I know that it's also just like, it can be expensive and hard to get, but there are more resources these days. And I just really recommend taking advantage. And if you feel like you'll be judged or whatever, you don't have to tell people like it can be your own personal journey, but getting professional help, like really changed my life, getting on medication with a psychiatrist, going to therapy. Like I was very privileged to have those opportunities. And I, 
I'm really glad I took advantage of it because like, who knows what I would be doing today. I doubt I would have opened Viva, like pursued modeling, done my acting, screenwriting, like any of that if I hadn't had that realization five years ago, like, oh, something's off and I, and I need help. So don't be afraid to ask for help and lean in on your community. That's another thing sometimes I struggled with is feeling like I didn't want to be a burden to other people. Even if you're really struggling, uh, lean in on your on your friends, your family, whoever your support system is. Um, it's okay to sometimes give up some of your burden to someone else for them to help you. That really helped me get out of a funk. Yeah, I think that's great advice for someone. I mean, I know that I try to talk to my mom as much as I can when I'm feeling Good. like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. So was it kind of hard then to, you know, pursue all the things that you know you wanted to do, but still feeling, you know, like a burden or feeling depressed or having all those emotions? Yes, it was really difficult, actually, because sometimes I felt like I have all these extra struggles that nobody else has. I remember like auditioning for stuff and being like, well, it would have been easier if I didn't feel depressed or like it would be easier to finish this pilot if I wasn't like sad all the time. But I think I'm also proof that you can do it anyway, right? You don't have to necessarily wait until you feel perfect to continue pursuing the things that you like. It's kind of pursuing in the face of, of difficulty, like continuing regardless. Uh, yeah, but it was difficult. I won't, I won't lie to you. But it's not impossible, <laughs> I guess, is the point. Is the point. Yeah, I've, I've always, my, one of my favorite like, kind of quotes or things that I say is just impossible is just I'm possible. Just exactly. Together. Literally in the word itself, it says I'm possible. So there's no such yeah. thing as impossible. So do you think that like, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, <laughs> that like, you know, kids these days don't know how to get help or don't know, like are struggling a lot more. And do you think that there's anything we can do to help them besides just, you know, telling them, you know, get professional help because I'm sure there are people out there who can't get that or who don't have the resources to get the help that they need. Right. Um, I agree. I would say find ways you can express yourself. That's why art is so important. Like obviously it's, it was the medium for me to get out my feelings and frustrations and things I couldn't necessarily understand and have it in a more visual, like tactile way of, of communicating and understanding information. But yeah, I realize that it's, it's not easy. I think funnily enough, a lot of people say like uh, kids are more like screwed now because of social media and they have like higher standards that they compare themselves to. I, I don't think that's not true, but also on the other end of that spectrum, social media is also a really useful tool to feel like, oh, I'm not alone. And I did like a mental health interview where I talked about my depression. And one of the resources that are recommended for people who are struggling and can't get professional help is learning, leaning into online communities, like going on the depression subreddit on Reddit. They were my community for like four years. And the ability to scroll through and talk to other people, even if I didn't know them in person, even if they were just random users on the internet, um, it helped normalize my experience and realize that I wasn't alone in what I was going through. Uh, so leaning in on online communities, sure, social media can be toxic, blah, 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 but it also depends on how you use it. And for me, it was a really powerful tool. And also I documented a lot of what I was feeling on my social media. Instead of acting like everything was fine, on depressive days, I'd be like, today was terrible, like I couldn't even get up bed. Uh, I just kind of documented my journey so whoever is following me and watches can also feel like, okay, I, maybe I'm not alone because I'm going through the same thing. Yeah, I think that 
is definitely kind of social media. It just depends on which, how you use it. And I think that exactly more kids should be aware that it can be a positive thing. And it's not just, you know, where you scroll and see what the people put out there, what they want you to see. Exactly. It's more than just, yeah. And it's more than going and comparing yourself. Like on TikTok, go ahead and like search the hashtag anxiety or depression and you'll find thousands of people who are like talking about maybe what you're going through. So it's like really nice to, to use it for good. Yeah. So I know that <laughs> you model, you act, you screen, right? You have your own business. Uh, do you, have you ever tried like any other forms of art, you know, maybe painting? Yes. Or- uh, well, I don't know if this counts. I think it counts, but cooking is something that I picked up lately. And it's something I always kind of shied away from. I love to eat and I love food, but cooking always seemed like so technical. And I really do like to measure things out. And it would stress me out when recipes would say like, measure with your heart, just do whatever feels <laughs> right. Like, I don't know what's right, you know, but I'm also learning over time that it's it's okay to fuck up sometimes um that cooking like any other art form is a process and almost no one is good like right from the get-go but um I think it's an interesting art form and I'm glad I'm more open to trying it now it's a it's a fun thing to do with friends or with your partner it's um a fun way to like it is art because to put together different things and come up with a finished product is very satisfying and it's uh things it's something I think it's important to point out it's a form of art that is a lot more immediately gratifying than something like acting, which could take years to like just book one commercial, you know? So it is a, a fun way to express yourself. Um, and it only takes like a couple hours. So I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think cooking definitely is a form of art, especially, you know, again, as long as you're doing it how you like, but yeah, those recipes where it's like, you know, just, do whatever you like oh, or do whatever feels out. best. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, if that goes at two tablespoons or like what, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, oh. it makes my anxiety spike. I already yeah. like, where my mom has got me starting to cook stuff so that, you know, when I could be able to make my own stuff mm-hmm. when I eventually move out and I'm yes, on my own great. and stuff. Yeah. But I, even then I have to constantly be like, okay, am I doing this right? Is this okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this this says this, do I do that? And she's like, yeah, just read the recipe. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Honestly, I think maybe it's a lesson in overthinking for us. Like it's, I, I ha- at a certain point, I just have to let go and be like, whatever happens in the oven happens and <laughs> I can't overthink it. Yeah. Um, I, there was one time my mom uh, didn't, she was doing like her own meeting cause she works from home. And mm-hmm. I was like, but you told me to start dinner. Um, but that was the first time that I made it like all by myself. So it made me nice though when you did it, right? Yes. (laughs) You should be very proud of yourself. It honestly, every time I make a dish, I'm proud of myself. So like, seriously, good for you. Yeah. We all ate it and they, nobody, nobody was poisoned. No one, yeah. No one got sick. Great. Then you nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. So I, for my, my last question, uh, would be, you know, what advice would you give to any young person who's trying to become an activist and trying to get involved? Uh, my advice would be find a community that you're passionate about and do what you can there. Even so, for example, when I was in high school, I was younger. I like couldn't drive. I had a lot of things against me, but I always loved animals. And my thing was volunteering with the Redlands Animal Shelter. And I just, I feel like another thing is don't take no for an answer. I, I was technically underage. You needed to be 16. I was 15. And I just kind of didn't take no for an answer. I like wrote a whole letter as to why I should be let in and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually they accepted me. So similarly, if you're passionate about your local community, 
um, that's a good way to get involved, right? If you have like, a, for example, Redlands has like a teen council that I was on that I joined when I was in high school. That was a very cool way to get involved with my community firsthand while still being like technically a kid. So just whatever you find a community you're passionate about and then the opportunities are there. There's so many opportunities to become an activist. Um, and if you're not finding any, make your own opportunities. You can be the one who starts a trash pickup. You can be the one who starts like a pop-up for local businesses and artists. You have way more power than you think you have. Um, and with the power of social media, you got the best marketing team in yourself. You know, you just have to make it happen. Yeah, I think that's definitely great advice for someone who's trying to get involved. <laughs> yeah, just find a cause you're passionate about and pursue it. Yeah, so thank you so much for talking with me. Of course, thank you. You had so many great questions. I <laughs> to talk to you, thank and I'm you. glad you found me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, do you have any, like, projects that you're working on that you could tell us, you know, any? Oh, thank you for asking. So I just finished shooting, like, um, like a short scene with my best friend. Uh, that was really fun, and all of that stuff is available on my Instagram or on my website, www.tunsuphillip.com. It's just my first and last name. Um, otherwise, I'm just waiting to see. I definitely have a lot of auditions, and some of them are for local productions, and I would really love to – I know people get like excited about all the big L.A. stuff, but I actually would really love to do a local production. So stay tuned on that. Hopefully I get cast, <laughs> and if not – Hopefully it won't be the last time any of you guys see me. Yeah, well, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And that was the amazing Tansu Philip. Don't forget to follow her on Instagram. Her name is at Tansu Philip. T-A-N-S-U-P-H-I-L-I-P. And don't forget to check out Viva La Boba. The address is 455 West 4th Street, San Bernardino, California, 92401. Thank you all so much for listening, and don't forget to stay informed and stay active.